Hey everyone, it's Kendra from the Channel Chat Podcast. On today's episode, we have Pequot Lakes Superintendent Kurt Stumpf in the building, and he is going to be talking about um, all the things that are going on in the Pequot Lakes School District, enrollment, activities, as well as the upcoming bond referendum. So it's going to be very informational. We're excited for you guys to tune in. Hello, everyone. My name is Kendra Johnson, your host, Cross Lake native, Lake fanatic, business owner, and honestly, I can just never sit still, as well as the marketing director for Larson Group Real Estate Keller Williams in Cross Lake. Blending together my passion for events and love of the lakes on the Channel Chat podcast, we bring on area experts to talk about all things lake country, as well as events, community updates, and real estate insights. All things that have shaped and will continue to shape this area for decades. Our idea behind the Channel Chat podcast was that channels connect the lakes and we connect the people. Podcasting reaches a broad audience of listeners as channels connect bodies of water. This name odes to our love of the lakes in the Brainerd Lakes area as we aim to be a resource for the community in connecting businesses, organizations, events, and people. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Channel Chat Podcast. We are very excited to have a special guest on our episode today. We have Pequot Lakes Superintendent Kurt Stumpf in the building. And so we're going to talk about some fun things going on over at the Pequot Lakes School District. But before we do that, let's uh, interview or talk about the people in the room, which no one can see, but we'll talk about it anyway. So, Jacob. (laughs) Hi, I'm Jacob. I am the uh, audio engineer and producer of the podcast. Awesome. And I'm Kurt Stumpf, starting my third year as superintendent of the Pequot Lake School District. Awesome. And then I didn't introduce myself, but my name is Kendra Johnson, and I am Larson Group's marketing director and the host of the podcast. So also, I guess I can say at this uh, episode that I am a Pequot Lakes high school coach and also a middle-level coach, too, for basketball. Uh, I coach the girls' volleyball team. So I love Pequot. I'm a Pequot grad, so... I live and breathe Pequot Lakes, and I love the school district. So this will be fun to kind of... And I love that you throw that <laughs> disclaimer in there because you're a great coach. We're, we're Our girls are fortunate to have you in volleyball, and thank you're you. part of our community. So yeah. thank you. I, I almost say, like, it's probably the thing. It makes me the least money, but it makes me the happiest. I mm-hmm. enjoy coaching and pouring back into the girls. And I think it's important to note, like, and this is a tangent that will go on for a half a second, but, like... Uh, I had a really terrible coaching experience my senior year in high school, and I won't mention or go into detail, but it's the reason I coach. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to have a healthy relationship with coaching and sports and build character. And so that's why I coach. And I think Pequot does a great job of letting coaches have the space to do that and do it well. So I love coaching. <laughs> I would agree. I think I think our coaches are outstanding in our district, and especially the idea that we don't cut, that we promote getting kids out for activities, whether Mm -hmm. it is sports or whether it is clubs or drama or you name it, that we just want kids connected to our school. Yep. And it's a great school district. So that's awesome. So Kurt, maybe give us a little background on, you said you're three years into the superintendent job here at Pequot. Um, Where did you come from? Where is your origin? And tell us a little bit about your background. So I grew up in Piers and Mm -hmm. graduated and actually taught and coached in Piers too, which is why the Pequot Lakes job was such an attractive job for me to apply for. Uh, It has a small town feel and yet a ton of opportunities for our students and for our staff and for our community. So was in Piers as a seventh grade math teacher, was a head basketball, volleyball coach for eight years of each sport and then got into administration and was 
in Little Falls for a year as a dean of students, Sartell for seven years, assistant principal and principal at the middle school. And then my first superintendent job was at Janesville Waldorf Pemberton for two years before this job opened up. So I think we all go into education to have an impact on kids. Mm -hmm. And I, I still even as a superintendent, try to get out and talk with kids and be available and, and have some conversations that evidently get out to events, whether it's a volleyball match or a drama performance or a speech competition and, and try and support all of our students. Mm -hmm. And I can attest to that. I feel like every sporting event or Pequot Lakes event, whether it's, you know, band or choir, or the arts department or whatever the case is, I feel like you're always floating around talking to kids, hanging out. And so it's definitely noted because you're, you're around and you've been, you've helped like so graciously. Like if kids are in the gym and they need a supervisor, you're like almost the first one to volunteer. Like you're just such an asset to the Pequot Lakes community as a whole. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. I w uh, yeah. Thank you. I, I think it's a, it's a good common trait of our entire coaching staff and teaching staff and um, other support staff, whether it be bus drivers or pairs. Like, if we're just all in for kids, it's going to be a much better place. And so if that means some people have to clean up some messes or some people have to help supervise, I think when we're focused on kids, we're focused on the right reason. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that is so great. And honestly, like I said, I'm a huge advocate of my education through Pequot Lakes. I felt like I was so prepared when I went off to college and I, you know, I did all the college and the schools classes. So I am such an advocate of I, that's a big reason why I moved back here too. And I encourage all my friends. I'm like, Pequod school district is awesome. So mm -hmm. um, I'm so biased, but <laughs> I get passionate about the things that I love. So, um, so tell us a little bit about um, like how enrollment's going, how Pequod's shaping out here. So we are starting the school year for the first time, I think in our history above uh, 1,800 students. Wow. So, so we, you know, continue to grow. Um, and that's students in grades kindergarten through 12th grade. And um, I think it's a, it's a ton of families that are moving in that, uh, that want to be part of our school district. And, and so enrollment is up from last year, even though um, we graduated a, a class of around 145 and our kindergarten class is around 105 students. And we always see that gap in there because we always grow throughout the years, especially mm -hmm. in the fifth and ninth grade. But our high school for the second straight year has just seen extreme amount of growth, um, which is awesome for our students and for our families that are choosing Pequot Lakes and also sort of a struggle on the facility side of it that I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And we'll get to that for sure. Um, so where do, I mean, a lot of our enrollment comes through our districts and like where we pull kids out of, but we have open enrollment as well. Um, like where are we seeing a lot of kids come from? Is there any like specific location or area or are we seeing a lot of people move up to the Pequot Lakes area? It's probably a mixture of both. I think, um, like I said, in fifth grade, we see a, a boost from fourth to fifth because that's when families that were down by the Nisswa area are choosing um, to be in Pequot Lakes and they might live in our district. Or they might live right on a uh, boundary. Mm -hmm. Same thing in ninth grade. We see a big boost in ninth grade and big, I mean, 20 to 30 to 40 students, somewhere in that range in one grade. We have um, Cross Lake has seat-based learning, um, in-person learning through eighth grade. So then some of sometimes those kids then make mm -hmm. a choice and to come to Pequot Lakes and not continue on in um, in the online school. And yeah. the other thing that I'd mentioned is that it, it's fun. We, we do partner with the Cross Lake Charter School as well because 
think we're about a community and it's fun to know that we're not the only school growing that I think Cross Lake Community Charter School is also growing. So we just have a good thriving community, mm-hmm. which can't be said when you go throughout the state of Minnesota. So I think we're fortunate that people want to live and send their kids here and work here. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's literally like why Channel Chat exists is to kind of like connect that community aspect and the people to the resources to make our community thrive. So it's really cool to have you on this episode. It's really fun to talk about things that obviously make our community what it is. Um, So talk to us a little bit about staffing. Um, I know I have friends that are um, teachers at Pequot Lakes and long-term staff that have been there since I've graduated, since my mom's been a teacher there. Um, Talk a little bit about staffing, how it's going. We are fully staffed. Yay! Um, I I actually (laughs) just looked online earlier this week and made sure our job postings were um, cleaned up and there was none that were actually posted. So we were very fortunate to have people that stay and people that want to work here. And mm-hmm. one of our goals is to have um, an above 90% staff retention rate. And I believe we were around 95, 96% from last year compared to this year, wow. um, October 1. So we definitely have staff that want to be there. And and to your point before too about um, talking with kids, I've actually uh, today met with our leadership from our high school mm-hmm. for about 35, 40 minutes and some um, leaders from our middle school. And we're talking about strategic planning and w- what they think. And, mm-hmm. and I, the, one of their comments this morning from the high school kids, and it's about 35 high school kids, they're like, our, our staff really like to be here. <laughs> they like <laughs> to be around kids. Mm-hmm. And, and some of them had some other unique experiences in other districts. And so I think uh, our, our, parents and our families as well as our students recognize our our staff and how dedicated they are and what's behind the numbers that we're fully staffed is that we have bus drivers for every route that kids are getting picked up we've got food service staff who just love providing meals and preparing Mm -hmm. and seeing smiles on kids faces along with clerical paraprofessionals and you name it down the road yeah that's awesome. It's important to have uh, a staff and an enrollment that is is enticing, right? And so it's important for not only Pequot Lake School District, but I mean jobs uh, across you know the Lakes area. I know we work in real estate, so we bring people in and out of the area. But it's really cool to have a district that um, is. Uh, what am I trying to say? Appealing is the word I'm going for, and you can correct me at any point in time. But yeah, it's it's really awesome to have such a great school district. Um, we talked a little bit about activities at the beginning, and we, I mean, I get passionate about sports. Um, I know Pequot has lots of great activities. Um, maybe just talk a little bit about what's going on with our activities at Pequot. Our activities department, um, if we start on the sports side of it, is thriving like always. When you talk about tennis uh, being mm-hmm. the number two seed in the section, our girls volleyball team is the f- number one ranked team in class 2A and, and won a big time tournament in the cities a couple weekends ago and our football team is ranked in the state and our boys cross country team has a great shot at getting a state as well as well as um, possibly one or two individuals for the girls side of it so I feel like our our athletes and our coaches and our community is really supporting um, on, the, on the sports side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, activity side of it we're just starting to get going with some activities whether it be drama uh, I know um we got this is a this is a good example of our outstanding staff that we two staff approached us at the beginning of this year saying a we want to start esports and compete mm-hmm. against other schools and so we're looking into starting that this year already mm-hmm. and then we had um, our speech coach which doesn't start 
uh, speech doesn't start until uh, November-ish, December-ish. Mm-hmm. We, it's another state high school league activity actually uh, is called Debate, and which uh, she is interested in starting. So I know they were just meeting today to get that up and running too. So Cool. Or again, I think another example where if we just keep our focus on kids and getting kids connected and having positive experience, we're going to have um, a much better educational experience for them and a much well-rounded community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. It's it's very fun to see all the different avenues that kids can take when they're at Pequot. It's like you don't have to play sports. If you don't want to, you can en- and join whatever activities or clubs that they have available. I know I played trumpet up until my sophomore year of high school and I loved band. Um, but then obviously kind of sports took a toll, but I mean, I loved being in band. I love the pet bands that I just think we have such a great community of different avenues that kids can take. So I know uh, our speech uh, has been super speech has been great. Got, yeah. Gone to nationals and uh, robotics. We yeah, um, have robotics. robotics season actually doesn't start till later, but we ha- are offering fall robotics. We started that I believe two or three years ago. So they're actually starting to compete and they use the robot from last year and then they'll get the new game, I believe later in December and January. So they're up and running ensembles for band and choir have yep. already started. So we're starting to kick in gear and, and like I said, getting kids connected to something. Yeah. Awesome. So um, we mentioned a little bit about it earlier that we are going to touch on um, some of our needs and the resources that the school is looking to expand on. And we're going to chit chat a little bit about the bond referendum that's coming up here. The vote is on November 7th, I believe. Correct? You are correct. Yep. And I know there's early voting. We'll talk a little bit about that, too, um, for absentee. But talk a little bit about the needs that Pequot's looking to fill, um, kind of where those big spots are that um, this bond referendum is going to come in and try to try to look at. So this process actually started back in January of 2022 when we hired a firm to look at our current infrastructure, roofing, HVAC units, building envelope, parking lots, classroom space, classroom utilization, and and started down that path and, and then got a community group together to listen to those results. So then that community group started a year ago, um, mm-hmm. last September of 2022. And they had six meetings, about 30 to 40 of our community members met uh, six times. Uh, to look at the results and to recommend a plan to the board. So in January of 2023, a plan was recommended. And then um, the board did decide to listen to the community group that invested that time. And and here we are with a special election in November. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, like you said, early voting has started. But the plan is is comprehensive. It's a two-question ballot. And it's the only um, questions that will be on the ballot this year, the school district ones. The first question is for a... 10-year, $500,000 capital projects levy, which Mm -hmm. will go for technology, district vehicles, which includes buses and vans. Mm -hmm. And we we have expenses there. And the the good, what's also helpful if question one passes and question two is that that will help to offset some of the operating costs because there are some additional spaces that that are um, that are being considered in question two. So Mm -hmm. $500,000 a year for 10 years and it's a capital projects levy because that will utilize our entire tax base, whereas an operating levy, um, if we would have wouldn't, that route would only um, utilized our residential taxpayers. Okay. Yeah. And that's important to kind of know the difference between those two. Yeah. So, so that's question one. Yep. Uh, 
10-year, $500,000 capital projects levy. And then the question, too, is the $76.5 million bond. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, this information is all online, patriot-vision.org. But I'll give you a high-level view of it. Um, the $76.5 million can be broken down into three basic categories. First one is safety, security, maintenance needs. And so when we're talking about building entrances, having updated security there, some zoning, being able to zone off different areas of our buildings better for better security, mm-hmm. as well as just your normal rooftop, HVAC, parking lot, sidewalk. There's about $20 million just for that piece of the um, bond referendum alone. And then mm-hmm. the second component is we say in education, it's career and technical education, which the general public might not understand that. So that's base, our basic woods, metals, robotics, culinary arts. It's it's some of those experiences that kids need and want to have prior to going into a trade or just for life in general. So yeah. we, um, I'll give you a couple examples there. So we got a, a wood shop and a metal shop right now that we have grossly um, outgrown those spaces. And so we're in need of not only just light remodels of those spaces, but also additions to those. And we've talked about our robotics being extremely um, competitive in our district and kids invest a lot of time and we don't have space for them. And mm-hmm. so we're just trying to make it work. So we got about $10 million for that C uh, career and technical education, CTE mm-hmm. area. And I'll also mention when we talk about culinary arts, the interesting part is we have one old culinary arts lab and mm-hmm. we actually have two teachers. And so we're trying to make it work. And we, you can think about what we're doing when we have two classes in one lab and <laughs> to make it work in a different classroom but that's the second component about 10 million and the third component um, is just educational spaces and that's more classrooms in our secondary campus or our 512 campus in Pequot Lakes we're short we've got some teachers going around on carts because they don't have a home base or a classroom because we're just trying to fit them in where there might be an open classroom for a period Mm -hmm. we've got early childhood at our Eagle View site Um, the referendum would uh, allow us to build on two early childhood classrooms along with a large motor space for them. We see a a great demand for early childhood for wraparound programming. That means some daycare alongside of uh, three and four-year-old programming for early childhood. Our playgrounds um, at both sites actually are in in, in desperate need of of help. And that's one thing that our students keep going back and over. (laughs) They love to be outside and they just want to be safe and want to have something to do that... um, yeah. Outside and and then we get into the auditorium at the high school uh, is currently a 325 seat auditorium. It was built you know 40 years ago and mm-hmm. the need for a larger auditorium, a 750 seat auditorium, and then remodeled the current one to make it a large common space because that's another thing that's lacking at our current secondary site. Mm-hmm. And then just some uh, some other things, whether it be um, multi-purpose space uh, in the in the middle school, our, our serving lines are extremely um, condensed, and um, kids literally have to stand in line for you know five or ten minutes, and then it, and then the serving area isn't conducive to to students, and so just trying to update some of those areas that are, have, see a large volume of students as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a lot of great information. I mean, I have been rehearsing myself a little bit through the website and there's lots of great information on there. So um, I, you know, the needs aren't going to go away, I think is like the big thing that 
um, if you're listening and you don't necessarily know what a bond referendum is or how it affects you is, um, you know, the needs of these kids, you know, the things that you just listed aren't going to necessarily fix themselves. Like if the robotics team keeps growing, they need space. If the line is long at lunch, like they need more space, you know, like just things that as we grow and become, uh, you know, a school district that's worth moving to and enrolling your kids. It's, it's important to invest back in those kids. So this bond referendum does that. I would agree. And also, um, I think it's important for our community to be informed, not only what the needs and the plans are, but also the cost, because mm-hmm. we know that there is a tax impact for both questions. And so we would encourage anybody to go on the website, patriot-vision.org and use our cost calculator. They can find their parcel number on mm-hmm. there. There's a link and then they can put that parcel number in the cost calculator and figure out exactly what it costs per question. So mm-hmm. they can go to the ballot box being informed. Yep. Yeah, and I actually did that myself because as a taxpayer, I was like, you know, what are the implications? And I, I know I don't have kids right now, but hopefully in the future. And so I plugged my numbers in there and I was like, oh, it's like a Netflix subscription. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and I know it's not that necessarily for everyone, but I encourage you to go do your research on that part of it, too, because um, I think I was misinformed to some extent. And now I feel like I'm more informed. And so I encourage you guys to go check that out for sure. Um, so tell us a little bit about how voting works. Um, I know we talked about early voting and absentee balance and how that looks. They can also go to that same website and there's a voting tab that will link them to an absentee ballot application. Those are posted online and they can also vote in person down at the Crow Wing County Elections Office mm-hmm. or they can vote on election day. And there's two combined polling places, again, listed on our website, one here in Cross Lake and the other in Pequot Lakes. And, and I also uh, want to make sure I let uh, our public know that uh, I'm trying to make myself available. I just got a call about two hours ago that said there's a meeting tonight at six. We'd love to have you. And so <laughs> I'm going to make myself available for that. But so whether it's meeting a group of people at a coffee shop in the morning or they're in, or them coming into school for a tour, just trying to make sure that people are informed um, as, as best as they want to be. Yep. And so, again, I'd encourage anybody to reach out to me, go to our website. Um, and uh, We'll have videos and, and mailings coming out in the near future as well. That's awesome. And we want to make sure that um, Channel Chat as well, if you, know, you guys want to share this episode to someone who you might feel needs to be informed on something like this, go ahead and um, share this episode out and we'll make sure that we um, tag the Pequot Lake School District and everything. So this can be a resource for you guys as well because community outreach and being informed is important and um, yeah, channels connect the lakes. We connect the people. And so it's kind of a fun full circle event to, to have you in here and chatting about things that are important. And it's fun to hear, you know, the enrollment and the activity side of stuff too, because, you know, we get to see and drive past buildings and we know that kids are in there, but at the end of the day, it's what we're doing for those kids and how they're doing. And it's really fun to hear it from you and our superintendent. So we just want to thank you for all the work that you've done um, and the great staff that comes out of Pequot and the kids that do too. So Jacob and I are both uh, Pequot grads. So you're looking at two of them right here. (laughs) So thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the channel chat podcast and thank you for everyone for tuning in and we'll see you next time.